1: What is going on, Reds fans, and what's going on, baseball fans? Thanks for finding the Locked On Reds podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Carr. Today, we're going to talk about the Reds' fifth straight win, talk about what went on, what led to it, and I've got some thoughts about streaks, injuries, and a look at tonight's pitching matchup between the Reds and Royals. Thanks again for joining me today. Let's get into it, but first, let's play the graphic.
0: It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are locked on reds cincinnati reds podcast part of the locked on podcast network your team every day
1: what is going on we've got so much to talk about here and today we got a packed locked on reds podcast thanks for finding us if you aren't subscribed to the youtube channel make sure you do so that way you don't miss anything that i've got for you all season long also if you're listening on an audio app make sure you're following me on that app whether it's the apple podcast which by the way if, if you've noticed a uh, issue with the Apple podcast updating. That's been an ongoing thing for a little while now. I recommend switching over to a different app, maybe the Odyssey app, A-U-D-A-C-Y, or you can check out Spotify, there's Stitcher, all, all kinds of different options you can look at just in case Apple is uh not not updating because we've had problems with that also make sure that you're following me on twitter at jeff Carr with three f's and follow the show at lockdown reds and save the On reds line number into your phone for comments questions reactions whatever you've got 513-549-0159 we'll get to those throughout the week all right let's talk about this game the reds win their fifth in a row and in another comeback variety fifth in a row of that kind as well First time since 1995 that they've had five straight comeback wins, and it all happened in the seventh. The Reds were down by one with the clutch man himself, Blastianos, Nick Castianos at the plate and he hit a deep drive to left center field. That, that was kind of interesting, the timing of that. The Royals broadcast was doing a eulogy for a guy. It was a very touching tribute, and then all of a sudden Castellanos hits a deep drive to left center field. And there was a Twitter account, and I'm blanking on the name right now. I, I saw it earlier, but they juxtaposed the Tom Brenneman apology and this eulogy that both ended in Nick Castellanos with a deep drive to left center. So maybe we just need more dramatic moments at uh, Kaufman Stadium or something to get Nick Castellanos a home run. But, hey, he has had plenty of those this year. The Reds have had plenty of great moments from him, and he really got that inning going. Then a couple more guys got on base, and Eugenio Suarez just blasted a home run over the left field wall. I mean, that almost looked like it was going to leave the stadium hanging slider just spinning in the middle of the zone and he got every part of that baseball that was absolutely crushed with a capital k and hey tyler naquin great insurance at bat in the top of the ninth really able to go the other way it was it was an impressive work of an at bat you know you see too many guys that want to just pull every single pitch that they got he took exactly what the pitcher gave him Nice little line drive poke down the left field line that scores the Reds' sixth run. And hey, great pitching. Goody was Gucci again. He pitched six very solid innings, two earned runs, six strikeouts, couple of walks, couple of hits. Fantastic day for Goody. He is settling in nicely. And I, I love the fact that Bally, on the television broadcast, John Sadek and Jeff Brantley were talking about the fact that if you just take away his performances against the Padres, he actually has an amazing season. It's just that one team, the wonderful San Diego Padres, had his number. He allowed 11 earned runs in two starts against them. He's allowed 10 earned runs in every other start. So I I still love the fact that he's in this rotation. I don't foresee that being an issue moving forward, not somebody that we're talking about. With the injury report coming up here in just a minute, I'll talk about who is on the hot seat, and actually, a couple of guys who were on the hot seat did pitch last night. Josh Osich, Sean Doolittle, and uh, Kyle Hendricks probably not as hot of a seat as those two guys, but with injuries coming back, you figure they would be high up on the list to um, for the Reds to move on from them. We'll have to see how that all goes though, because they actually pitched okay. You now, Doolittle did a- allow some base runners, but he didn't allow any runs to score. And while we love our bullpen guys to come in and pitch perfect innings and not worry about any base runners and never pitch from the stretch, that is impossible because we're talking about baseball and baseball is not played on paper and the bullpen is despite having the B guys, as I I would say, I mean, Hendricks is pretty decent and he's really going to be an up and coming dude for this bullpen. And I love what he brings to the table, but right now he's not in that upper echelon of the Reds bullpen. However, three scoreless innings from them again, they're just shutting people down. It's, it's good to see. And the Reds get their fifth win in a row and it was a great night for a win too because the brewers lost and the cubs lost again cubs just got destroyed at wrigley by the phillies that was wow that was a game six runs in the eighth inning for the phillies or no six runs in the ninth inning for the phillies just phenomenal game for them And the fact that the Brewers lost again is awesome. Now the Reds are only six games out of first place, two more against Kansas City, and then they go to Milwaukee, which could be huge heading in to the All-Star break. Let's not get too far ahead of ourselves. There's still two more in Kansas City. We'll talk about game two coming up here in just a minute. And we've got some thoughts on streaks and injuries and things like that. Before we get into that, though, I wanted to let you know that if you need a part for your car, the best place to go is rockauto.com they've got all the parts that your car will ever need and they will deliver it right to your door there's no driving down to the store worrying about if they've got your part in stock worrying about if you're going to get upcharged because rock auto has reliably low prices whether you're a professional mechanic or you're just a dude who's trying to restore a classic car or maybe you're just trying to find a turn signal for your daily driver they've got it all at rockauto.com and it's easy to use easy to find exactly what you need if you go to their website on the left side they've got this drop down list and they have every single make and model and you will find a drop down list of your parts for your car go to rockauto.com today and in the checkout section and how would you hear about us area type in locked on to let them know that your pal jeff from the locked on reds podcast sent you that's rockauto.com and the promo code locked on to let them know that we sent you rockauto.com has all of the parts that your car will ever need. All right. So we have some streaks to talk about because this is now a five game win streak and hopefully they win tonight and get that sixth game. That would be amazing. But like I mentioned earlier on five games in a row with a comeback win first time since 1995, we're getting a lot of these comparisons, things that the Reds are now doing that you say, well, this is the first time since 2012, or this is the first time since 1995 or something like that. Like, Whenever they swept the Cubs, it was the first time in France or the third time in franchise history that it happened first time since 2012. And the only other two times are 2012 and 1995. Good years to compare a Reds team to. So it's another thing to add to that list. And in fact, this might be putting the cart before the horse, but if Luis Castillo and the Reds do beat Chris Bubich and the Royals tonight, then that'll be their sixth win in a row. It'll be the first time having three different win streaks of six wins or more since 2012. Again, just going back to those years, always good to see. It's just been timely hitting. I mean, you look at each and every one of these comeback wins, they've gotten exactly what they needed, exactly when they've needed it. Dare I say the word that everybody overuses in the sports universe clutch yeah i know i I just whisper that I'm, i'm just gonna whisper that for right now but i love what this lineup has done in the bullpen doing its job everything has come together and just coalesced it's a big word for a baseball podcast but has come together for a really good performance from this team five nights in a row let's see if they can get it done tonight for the sixth time And it'll be interesting to see if Jonathan India plays. He was in last night's starting lineup, but was scratched late with a sore ankle. That was the official designation, so we don't have to worry about medical terms or anything like that. I can pretty much figure out what a sore ankle is, and you can figure out where it came from on that crazy play at second base against the Cubs in the final game where Javier Baez was trying to slide in safe, and India blocked second base. And he just, he really got hit hard by Baez's slide in his right ankle. So, I mean, he finished that game and the fact that he was in the starting rotation or starting lineup to begin Monday, not before the game, but, you know, they had him penciled in, makes me think that this isn't that big of a deal. Maybe he misses tonight and then comes back for the series finale. But let's be honest, the Royals are the kind of team that, are going through the kind of stretch that with the reds being as good as they've been here lately, you could afford to rest a guy who, if you set him down now, you might avoid a bigger injury. And we do not want to see Jonathan India on the IL for a very long time, because he has been super valuable out of that leadoff spot and playing second base for the reds. Alejo Lopez stepped in and I mean, you know, he's still working his way through the major leagues and trying to get his feet wet, get going. Hopefully he can do that here soon, but it was nice to see him at least get the opportunity to step in. So maybe India comes back. That's really the, uh, the brightest outlook on the injury report. Mark Sheldon has this comprehensive look, giving you the dates that each player has been updated over at MLB.com if you want to go check that out, just kind of taking a look at the list. It's interesting to note that Moose has still yet to do any baseball activities whatsoever since being shut down June 15th. According to Mark Sheldon's report, uh, they still say that he's dealing with pain in that heel, which was the reason that this whole thing started. And the fact that he's still dealing with pain makes me wonder if even the end of July is optimistic because that's currently what they're slating his return to be. And with that being said, another guy that I'm wondering about is Nick Senzel. He's been a guy who they're saying, well, okay, maybe after the break, well, now maybe it's the end of July. When are we going to see Senzel and Moose back in this lineup? It's almost a wonder at this point if it's going to be by the end of July, hopefully sometime close to that, maybe early August or something like that. But when you look at these two injuries, the one for Moose has just been so nagging and lingering that you wonder what it is he has to do to get over it. He was actually on a rehab stent with Louisville whenever it got reaggravated. And when you read about, you know, injuries to the plantar fascia and things like that, a lot of it just says you have to stay off of it. You have to not do anything. You have to kind of wait it out, really. I mean, unless there's some kind of surgery involved, but I don't even know if surgery can help at this point with something like that. It's, it's just something that has to heal on its own and injuries like that. When it comes to professional sports and it comes to fans, like, ooh, when are we getting them back? That's annoying because we don't know. It's going to be a while. Then you look at Michael Lorenzen, very positive reports. He's moving on through his rehab stint through the minor leagues. They expect him to be back July 10th. They're thinking maybe even uh, right there out of the all-star break. And that is amazing news to see that we get him back in the bullpen rotation. Hopefully, get him up to speed very quickly, and he will be a weapon for the Reds in the late innings. Something that they need. I don't think that they're looking at him as a rotation piece anymore, which is kind of a bummer because we know coming into the year, he was super excited about that. But I think that's kind of out the window now, especially with bullpen as well as it has been here lately. It, we all know. And I say this all the time, relief pitching is a very fickle thing. So the more you got, the better off you are. And having Michael Lorenzen and having a good Michael Lorenzen in the backside of this bullpen would be phenomenal. You've also got another guy who can add some talent to this bullpen coming back soon, and that's Jeff Hoffman. Now, Mark Sheldon lists his return date as TBD but he is currently on a rehab stint. I think that's basically saying it's probably going to be sooner rather than later. We might see him before the all-star break, and that could be huge. One guy that I totally forgot about, and you might've forgot about him too. Michael Feliz. Remember him? The Reds got him off waivers from the pirates and he had some nice stats when it came to ERA and things like that, but he's kind of had a few rough outings before he went on the injured list for the Reds. Yeah, he's progressing through a rehab start a rehab stand and should be back maybe shortly after the all star break is over, is what uh, Mark Sheldon was talking about. So, and I wonder too, it's almost a question. Maybe he replaces Ryan Hendricks or somebody like that, but how does Feliz fit into this bullpen that has really started to grow that momentum, really started to get a hold? of what it is they can do. I don't think you're replacing Heath Hembry at this point. I know that Heath Hembery isn't the most reliable of relievers, but he has shown that he's got some great stuff and he can really strike guys out when he needs to. You're definitely not replacing um, Brad Brock, who has been phenomenal. And I don't necessarily know that you want to bring Feliz in and get rid of a lefty. Maybe Sean Doolittle Although he did get some outs yesterday, which was nice to see, but that really throws an interesting wrench into the idea of what this bullpen is. Do you want to mess up the chemistry that they have right now? Or do you say, I think we're getting back a better talented right-handed arm in Feliz than some of the guys that maybe have been outperforming their level of play here recently? It's an interesting thought for David Bell and for Nick Crawl to figure out, but they're all coming back soon. And then, of course, you see T.J. Antone, Lucas Sims. There's been lots of updates on them here recently. Lucas Sims not yet uh, getting back to uh, doing stuff yet, and Antone as well, but they're both slated for a return sometime late July. And uh, I mean, you're talking about a bullpen that has the talent of what Antonin Sims brought to the table early on this season. You add Lorenzen, you add Hoffman as the long man. Maybe you get the better version of Michael Feliz back. Then we're in business. And I'm not saying that that's a reason for the Reds to not go out and trade for a bullpen arm because they could use another arm, one or two. Everybody could. But I love the fact that we're seeing these guys coming back. Here soon. All right. Coming up in just a minute, I want to break down tonight's pitching performance between La Piedra, Luis Castillo, and Chris Bubich. Before we get into that, though, I wanted to let you know that you can still set up your profile at betonline.ag and enter the promo code locked on to get 50% added onto your initial deposit. Betonline.ag is the only online sportsbook that I trust. And you should, too. They've got great lines when it comes to Major League Baseball. The NBA playoffs with the finals getting going. The NHL, they've got NFL as that gets going. They've got plenty of futures up for NFL right now if you want to take a look at win totals and things like that. Plus, they've got MMA, boxing, uh, reality TV. They've got award shows. All that kind of good stuff is over at Bet Online. AG. Go there, set up your profile today and type in the promo code locked on to get 50% added onto your initial deposit. Plus, you can also check out some tips that I'll give you from time to time. Not feeling really strongly one way or the other about anything tonight. So, we'll see what comes later this week, but make sure you get your profile set up at betonline.ag with the promo code locked on to get 50% added onto your initial deposit all right so tonight is another la piedra night and he has been a lot better recently in fact if you take a look at june to now just starting at june 1st he has been phenomenal his first start in june at st louis he really turned things around for the better in fact in the six games since june began he's got a fielding independent pitching of 2.76 or if you prefer just regular stuff, he's got an ERA of fantastically 2.13. That's more like it. And he's kind of ticked up his strikeout rate a little bit. Like That's one thing that we've still been waiting for Luis Castillo to do. He's He's not pitching so much for the strikeouts like he has in the past, especially even during the time when he was struggling. It felt like Every pitch was he was trying to get strike three, even if it was the first pitch of the at bat. Now he's calmed down and he just makes better pitches and he does better in game situations, but the strikeout percentage has ticked up a bit for the season. It's at 21%, but for these last six games, it's at 25.2% getting up there and the walk percentage below 10%. It's right at 9.9. So it's almost 10%, but still better. And, you're not saying that he's getting super lucky. He's getting a little bit lucky, but not super lucky. The BABIP currently setting at 240, but I love what he has done. This is the Luis Castillo that we all expected to see out of the gate. His last start, even against the Padres, six and a thirds. He did allow three earned runs, but I think that that was still indicative that we have our ace. Back on the mound. He's going to be going tonight against this Royal side. Hopefully he can shut them down just as well as Vladimir Gutierrez did. I know Carlos Santana had that really hard hit, but look, Carlos Santana is one of the better players in this game. You're going to look at his stats and be like, Jeff, what are you talking about? He's a really good hitter. He's got a great eye at the plate. He's always a dude that I have enjoyed watching and respected whenever he was coming up. That's a guy that you look at and you say, all right. Pitcher's got to have his good stuff today. Hopefully, Luis Castillo can do that. Now, we look on the other side of the diamond. Going up against the Reds is a pitcher that I don't know much about. And when I see a pitcher like that facing the Reds, I immediately go to Baseball Savant to check him out. Look at the numbers. Let's see what we've got. The 4.99 ERA doesn't look great, so you see that, and you're like, okay, well, maybe the Reds have a shot. His expected ERA, 6.01. They definitely have a shot. I know he's a lefty, and I know Mike Miner, for the most part, shut the Reds down last night. He did give up the two runs. He got the loss because when he left, those runners on base were charged to him when Suarez hit that bomb. However, that was still pretty much what you expect. Reds against lefties. Bubic is a lefty. We'll have to see exactly how they combat that because the numbers say that they should hit this guy and hit him hard. His expected slugging percentage allowed is 510, bottom 7% of the league. Average exit velocity above league average. He currently is allowing a 90.4 average exit velocity, and he only throws three pitches. He's got a four-seamer, a changeup, and a curveball. And none of them are plus stuff. Now, he doesn't really give up hard contact with the curveball, but he still gives up plenty of contact. The one thing that I'll look for and and something that will tell me whether the Reds are going to hit this guy early or not is the fact that he is able to force hitters to top the ball, roll over on the ball, just really bad contact on the topping. That's where it's kind of where he's made his outs this season. Otherwise, He's not really much of a ground ball pitcher. 47% is below average. That's kind of not where you want to be if you're not going to be a strikeout pitcher, you want to be a ground ball pitcher, but he is neither a strikeout pitcher nor is he a ground ball pitcher. The Reds, I'm going to say it. I know he's a lefty, but the Reds should hit this guy tonight. I'm I'm looking for some runs from this lineup and uh, we'll see exactly what that turns into and where they are because a sixth win in a row is in the balance could be awesome we'll see exactly how that happens tonight first pitch is at eight ten. another central time game looking forward to the outcome and, and make sure you follow me on twitter and you can also follow the show on twitter at locked on reds that way you you kind of get both side of things plus we'll also have reactions from you at the Lockdown Reds line at 513-549-0159. Get those in, and we'll talk about them coming up later in the week on this podcast. Tomorrow, we will do some of those. We'll do some reactions, some questions, rea- comments, whatever you've got from the Lockdown Reds line or at Twitter. You can also, uh, nope, I already said that, uh, and we'll also preview what's coming up in the final game of the Reds and Royals series. But that'll do it for us here today. Thank you so much for watching and listening. Whatever app you're on, make sure you're following. And if you're watching here on YouTube, make sure you're subscribed. Now, go check out the Locked On MLB podcast, a league-wide look every single day from Paul Francis Sullivan. Please call him Sully. He has a wealth of knowledge. He's got a lot of knowledge of the league present and past and he imparts it to you each and every day. Check out the Locked On MLB podcast wherever you get your podcasts, but that'll do it for us. Thanks so much for watching and listening. I'll talk to each and every one of you tomorrow.
0: Hey, Prime members.